Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hi there, I'm Jason Schulman, and this is New Books in Australian and New Zealand Studies. My guest today is Nick Dyrenfurth. He's the executive director of the John Curtin Research Center. He's here to talk about his new book, A Powerful Influence on Australian Affairs, A New History of the AWU, published in February 2017 by Melbourne University Publishing. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. Great to be here. It's great to have you. So, so Nick, what is uh, the Australian Workers' Union? Uh, the Australian Workers' Union is uh, the oldest uh, continuous uh, trade union uh, in Australia. Uh, it began uh, as a, a union of uh, shearers, so men, and, and they were all men uh, who shore um, sheep uh, for a living. Uh, it began uh, in June 1886, so 131 years, uh, years ago. Uh, uh, it then became uh, a general uh, union, uh, primarily based in rural and regional uh, Australia uh, and uh, has gained a reputation uh, for being the the largest uh, so-called blue-collar union, um, a a union uh, which is uh, quite unique in international terms uh, in respect of its its penetration, its its coverage uh, and and density um, across uh, the Australian continent. representing shearers, rural workers, uh, who, who have been notably difficult to organise in, in other parts of the world, but the AWU was able to successfully unionise them. Uh, and also uh, unique uh, in terms of its, its political influence, uh, its influence over uh, Australia's uh, centre-left or social democratic um, union-based party, uh, the Australian Labor Party, uh, and also, uh, probably uh, uh, Australia's uh, um, most uh, famous uh, union uh, in, in sheer terms of its myth- mythological um, importance. Uh, it's been there and, and been active in most of the, the, the big political and, and industrial um, debates, uh, events and, and controversies uh, that have taken place in Australia over the last 13 decades or so. That's right. So, so the subtitle of the book is A New History of the AWU. What, what did you find was missing in kind of the history of, of the union that, that we needed a new history? Yes, yeah, so it's the first uh, general uh, history uh, of the AWU uh, in over uh, two decades. Um, there, have been, there have been another couple uh, of, of histories uh, of the union, um, both of which were, were, one was written by one of the co-founders, William Guthrie Spence, who's very prominent in the pages uh, of my book, but, but, but that was published over a century ago. Um, there's been some other um, fine titles. Uh, but the last history, um, One Big Union, by my friends uh, uh, Harry uh, Knowles and, and Mark Hearn, uh, as I mentioned, is, is now two decades out of date, and an enormous uh, amount of change has happened 
both within uh, the AWU and um, the political uh, and industrial relations uh, systems uh, of Australia. Uh, as I detail in the book, um, the union came very close uh, to collapse uh, in the mid to late 1990s, which, which is you know, once thought of as, as unthinkable. Um, this, this is a union which at one point um, covered over 200,000 uh, members uh, across Australia. But by the mid-90s, um, for, for various reasons, um, found itself in uh, enormous, enormous financial trouble, um, had been marred by a number of controversies uh, and a number of infamous cases of, of corruption. Uh, so I, I very much thought, and others thought, um, that uh, an updated uh, history um, of the union, uh, uh, taking, it, taking its uh, history up, and up, up until the present date, into the 21st century, um, was, was a really important task. Did you have a personal connection to the union or to um, kind of centre-left politics in, in general? What drew you to, to the story of the AWU? Yeah, so I've been a, a member of the Australian Labor Party for, for two decades now. I've, I've been a, a, a branch um, secretary, uh, have, have worked as a a ministerial uh, advisor and speechwriter um, in government uh, and in opposition um, to the, the current leader uh, of the Labor Party, uh, Bill Shorten, who, of course, uh, was um, National Secretary uh, of the Union um, between uh, 2001 and 2007 and is generally granted as one of the, the key individuals uh, responsible for the resuscitation uh of the union after those those dark days, which I alluded to uh, before, uh, and also as a uh, as a scholar, as a PhD student who, who wrote a thesis on the the early Labor Party and, and has written extensively on uh, Labor and the trade union movement, uh, it was uh, almost it was impossible to ignore um, the AWU, uh, and I'm a bit of a romantic and. Uh, um, uh, it, was, it was very, very difficult um, not to be attracted to the to the colourful, sometimes turbulent um, history um, of this very old union. Mm-hmm. One of the themes in your book is that the the union is bigger than any one person. Uh, it's really survived because it's an institution. Uh, what what's called, what drew you to kind of that conclusion? And and you know, was it the ar- the archives? Was it speaking with people to do interviews? How did you kind of come upon that idea as one of the main ones in the book? I think it was a combination of of of, of both. Uh, you know, I conducted, I, I had almost unprecedented access um, to um, the the union's internal um, documents, uh, which is a, a tough task in itself. Um, uh, going through 130 years of of, um, uh, of very extensive um, archives, also had access to um, uh, an array of of um, uh, current. Uh, and former leaders uh, um, was lucky enough to, to be able to meet um, an enormous uh, uh, array of, of uh, rank and filers and uh, and more humble organisers, uh, um, which which really did impart a sense um, that there was something about the, this union, um, which meant that we really was a, a, a very Australian history. As I, as I write in the book. Um, very difficult to write the history of Australia without reference um, to this union. It really has been there 
through all the big pivotal moments uh, in Australian history, from the, the great strikes of the 1890s, which eventually turned politics um, on its head, uh, the, 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 the turbulence on the home front um, during World War I, uh, and the ultimately successful uh, battle uh, um, against military conscription, which was very much led um, by the AWU to the events of the Great Depression, uh, World War II, uh, um, the modernisation of the Australian economy um, during the 1980s, uh, and, and political events um, uh, um, throughout. This is a union which, is, um, which has thrown up um, uh, many, uh, which, has, which has produced many um, uh, um, high-profile high Labor politicians, uh, including a number of prime ministers, uh, and at a state or regional level, um, numerous premiers. Um, and, and if you have a look at, at its history, there really are there, there are a number of moments where um, you know, another union, another Labor organisation, simply wouldn't have survived. Um, um, you know, the, for instance, the events uh, of the 1890s. Um, depression, which of course hit Australia, but, but also uh, much of the world, uh, and uh, those tumultuous um, events, uh, which which arose out of the the merger that the AWU um, uh, with the, the Federated Iron Workers uh, Association um, during the the 1990s, um, there was a sense that a, another union would have would have fallen over, but but there's something about um, this union. Um, uh, and its resilience, um, which allowed it to, to survive um, the, those quite tumultuous events. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you mentioned that the union's 100 and, over 130 years old. Uh, certainly, a lot of continuity, but also some changes. Right, right? There have been uh, mergers, acquisitions, differences between the state um, branches of, of the union. So, in what sense has the the, the union, uh, you know, been continuous for the 131 years? And in what sense has it had to adapt to changing situations? Yeah, I think that word adapt um, is a very apt uh, one uh, in this in this context. I think the great strength of the AWU has been uh, its ability to adapt to shifting um, industrial concerns and structures in Australia. Of course, it started off as a union of shearers uh, and and uh, and other rural workers, uh, but as, as the Australian economy um, diversified. Um, uh, it was able um, to to encompass um, a range of, of workers, notably sugar workers uh, in Australia's north, uh, in tropical uh, Queensland. That was once a very, very important uh, um, uh, um, um, industrial concern, and it still is um, um, uh, for the Queensland economy. Uh, and, and you can see at each stage of its history, it's been able to... To, to, to look to uh, to survey um, the shifting um, uh, economic structure uh, and change its activities um, henceforth. Um, so, I mean, again, one of one of the, the, the striking characteristics uh, of the union, born in, in in Victoria, not not far from from where uh, I, I grew up in Melbourne. Um, but for most of the 20th century, its base um, was in Queensland, uh, which uh, is a highly decentralised um, and most people would argue very conservative 
um, state, um, but was was really the power base um, of the AWU uh, and its and its leadership. Uh, I think to come back to its distinctive nature, I think people sometimes forget just how diverse um, the, the, the coverage of this union is. You know, there is the, the rural workforce that's covered um, the full gamut of manufacturing, um, almost the entire mining industry. It covers um, nurses in Queensland, um, coffin makers, cigar makers, uh, and, and I could go on and on and on and on. Um, uh, probably the, in the last um, two decades, what's notable and striking um, about the, the union's shifting um, concerns is the fact that this very masculine, very well, what we would call blokey union uh, um, has um, brought in a large number of, of very talented uh, women. Um, and uh, at, at uh, the recent national conference held at February where we did launch um, the book, uh, elected its first um, general or, or national president uh, in its 131-year uh, history. Um, so it has been able to, to adapt uh, and, and move with the times. That's not to say that there aren't significant challenges. Uh, in Australia, uh, unionism um, certainly is, is in decline. It has been in decline for the best part um, of, of two decades. Um, and the impact um, of uh, the global financial crisis uh, is still very much playing out uh, in Australia, combined with um, um, growing autom autom automation, um, which has uh, pro provided a significant challenge to the, the union's uh, traditional coverage of industries such as, such as manufacturing. You, you write in the book that the AWU has endured triumph and tragedy because it is an Australian institution. And, and you mentioned earlier that it'd be almost impossible to write a history of Australia without talking about the unions. To what extent is the case that in 2017, you know, unions are a, a significant Australian institution? Well, the, they still are. I mean, a, over a, a decade ago, um, uh, it was really the union movement which uh, was largely responsible um, for uh, the um, defeat uh, of uh, a government led by John Howard from the conservative um, side of politics, a, a Liberal Prime Minister. Um, and and most people by that stage, Howard had, had governed uh, for um, the best uh, almost 12 years. They thought that he, he, it, was, it was simply an impossible task um, to defeat him. But on the back of a, a campaign against these industrial relations laws uh, and, and one um, led um, by the AW, uh, he was defeated. Um, I mentioned before um, that uh, you know unions, uh, union density um, is in decline. Um, but if you look at survey after survey, um, most people, whilst they may not uh, join a union or are not in a position uh, to join uh, a union, uh, still believe this, this comes up in public survey after public survey that unions. Uh, um, are and can be uh, a force for good. And I think there's a nice symmetry um, to the union story, and it, and it may well play out uh, in coming decades. When the union organised uh, those shearers and I, I, essentially itinerant rural workers uh, in its beginnings, um, 
you know, they were the old precariat, people employed on essentially casual and part-time uh, uh, work, um, peace rates. Uh, they were hard to organise. Uh, and if you have a look at the, the industrial scenery in 2017, um, we're, we're seeing the re-emergence of, of those very kind, very similar work patterns uh, and, and, and many would argue um, exploitation with the rise of the gig economy uh, and again, the return of large-scale casual casualisation of the workforce, um, the replacement of full-time secure jobs uh, with uh, insecure work, um, whether casual um, or, or part-time. Um, so, uh, as I said, huge challenges ahead of the union, but it does have, it has deep roots uh, in uh, Australian society. Uh, there's a reason um, that this union uh, has has you know, once ran at, uh, um, some of the most famous newspapers in Australia, um, featured the work of some of the nation's most famous poets, writers, cartoonists, um, and, and uh, I think it would take a very uh, brave soul to, to predict uh, this union's demise um, anytime soon. Nick, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. That's Nick Dyrenfirth. His new book is A Powerful Influence on Australian Affairs. <clears throat> you still with you, Jason? I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today, Nick. That's Nick Dyrenfirth. His book is A Powerful Influence on Australian Affairs, A New History of the AWU, published in February 2017 by Melbourne University Publishing. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.